1: Hour number three of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports
0: with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. Coach, so
1: great to have you back for another year.
2: Well, you know, I'm glad to be back, and and thanks for the invitation of bringing me back.
3: We're always glad to have you. So, have you just been waiting around for months until you could come on Drive Time Sports
4: again?
2: <laughs> oh boy, y'all y'all run out of you run out of people to talk to. Bro. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Not hardly. Uh, good hey, conversation. Back. Yeah, basketball season's here, but first let's ask you. You had your golf tournament in September. How'd that go?
2: Oh boy, we had a wonderful, uh, wonderful tournament, a wonderful turnout. Uh, uh, it, it probably one of the better tournaments. At least we we still fulfill all the teams, and we're able to make enough to to give to more charities, and that, that pleases me more than anything. And once again. Uh, we start a new year next year but we do have a place where we could send anything that you can help us with uh it's it's uh you uh, to that that's that's the place where we could uh you uh, know any of the donations that would, would come in
3: so that's a fast one that's faster than mailing a check uh, you can just go right to gift to Yvonne, Y V O N N E dot com and use credit card, debit card, whatever you want. That that's a quick way to give, isn't it?
2: Uh, that's the that's the way we can help more as we go and, and certainly have to thank all the of-
3: should talk about that briefly before we get into basketball and look, coach you've been um out of coaching for quite some time now and yet you are still into giving that has never changed why is still giving back to the community still so big on your heart
2: well, it's, a, it's a great place to begin with and it's a great place to live Too with the young, my son, who also mm-hmm. coached up here. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you grow to enjoy and love a place that seems to care about its people. Uh, and I've seen so many changes over the years that have been positive changes. Uh, it, it, that's what I always thought. If I could live and see some of the things that are not the way they used to be, but the way they could be or should be, I've seen some of that take place in the uh, Fayetteville area, Northwest Arkansas area is certainly uh, one of those kind of places that I admire living in.
3: For those of you who wonder what we're talking about, and we'll turn to basketball after we just make this, it's the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. It's uh, It started years ago when Yvonne passed away. It, it was – a high-level charity when Nolan was coaching, and it's been that way ever since he's uh, out of coaching. And what they do is they help people in need. And so if you'd like to make a contribution saying thanks, Coach, for being on the show, Slim Chickens, what they do give um, for their talent fee for Coach being on goes to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And so you can do that by gift com. With that, uh, Coach, basketball season has started if uh, you had a chance to watch much, listen much, or uh, w- what are your observations to college and pro basketballs as it's just gotten started?
2: Well, uh, you know, I get my information from, um, I've gotten me a top scout now. Uh, my physical therapist it, it <laughs> lets me know what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can't do what you used to do. And, but uh, it's that time of the year.
3: Randy, it's not Coach Richardson's birthday. I know that. I so. do not know how that happened.
1: So I apologize, Coach. That just okay. came out. The, that came out of the blue.
3: Blew yeah, me well, away. My apology. Dece- we can get to that in December, but not yet. Okay. So anyway, you're talking about your
2: physical therapist. I thought I'd hit something wrong. I
4: hit the not magic button
2: or
3: something. Oh. Uh. No. So anyway, your phys- your physical therapist keeps you informed. Does he is he see Razorback practice or or just basketball?
2: I mean, he I can tell you tell you the truth. All my guys uh, are multi coaches. <laughs> they, they coach football, <laughs> baseball, track, you name it. So uh, I, that's that's what makes us so good that, that you can you can see so many things from so many different angles. And I I certainly believe that. Uh, his report is that I get from him from time to time is pretty accurate. So I'm, i gotta I got to say I think I'd hit up on uh, a, a real guy that knows basically the game a little bit. And what's he telling you? Oh, he tells me that uh, they could, well, you know, and I, and I know they could be a top. You know, if you, if you had to pick 10 teams or 9 or 18 teams, I would I would say that the Razorbacks are in that group, and and uh, which means that if they're in that group, that would put them in that same category of getting to the Final Four, and after that, anything can happen. You know, so uh, if you got that, you know, it's all about being able to, to put it all together at the right time. So far, the Razorbacks have put some seasons together at the right time, and. So God. And to have some players that have more age than the youngsters that he had last year is going to make a, a big difference in maybe the outcome of this season.
3: Well, they've got experience. That's right. I don't know if you watched or listened to the first game Monday night, but uncharacteristic of Coach Musselman, he played everybody. <laughs> now, that you you love to play everybody when you got a chance, didn't you?
2: I told them I was going to play, and I didn't want them to go around saying, "Coach, you be telling lies." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, oh yeah, I, I, the more the more enjoyable to, for me uh, when I could play everybody. At, I felt happier than when I couldn't, end it. and usually that didn't happen very often. That you 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 sat and rode the, the bench, even though you were, you know, in a position. Uh, to get them in the game but there's no way that a, a young man can work every single day hard out and not get some kind of PT which is a playing time and um, if i if i can't put a guy in for three minutes or four minutes then i then i made a tremendous mistake and i don't and i don't admit making mistakes <laughs> so you're gonna play if you come to play for me you got to play
4: mm-hmm
3: Cause they, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule. It's uh, They start the season a little earlier than you used to. They're going to play eight games in November. How? Wow. Uh, what do you think of playing so many games long before you get into your conference schedule?
2: You know, again, uh, it depends. You, the, the games are not going to hurt you. It's well and well, to me, what you do when you don't have the games. Or how much time you spend on the court, and will it start burning on you, or burning on your players? If you're out there physically, just working all the time, game after game, physically all the time, something's gonna got, sorry, you gotta give. And uh, even though you can get in the best of shape, after a while, you know your shape can go to a certain level, and it starts tailing off, and then it may be headed back the other direction. Uh, you, you call it a little burnout a little bit. Uh, and then you don't want to be burned out at the end of the season. You'd rather be, you know, full steam at the end uh, where you're ready to play two or three games in one day at the end of the season. Uh, that, that, to me, that was the, the part that I, I wanted to excel at with my team, playing very strong at the end of the
5: season. And another
3: thing, and you're right, you want to play better at the end, but another thing that's new is the NCAA now allows you to play an exhibition game for charity, and we're seeing some pretty good matchups. Arkansas played Purdue, ranked third in the country, and the game was almost like an NCAA tournament game. Mm -hmm. Can can you imagine playing a game like that in late October?
2: Well, you know, I I love to see that happen. I always thought that all good teams play good teams, you know, you don't get as much as out of playing someone you beat 30 40 points you know you know, you, you, you just don't get what you to me i couldn't get what i was bargained for but when you have a lineup during the year where you've got good games all the time that's I, that's what i like. uh to try to have uh, you, you you couldn't always work it that way because no one wanted to come to and, and those Dave Barnhill and then Bud Walton, nobody wants to come. Hmm. You know, they, they'll play you, but you got to go to them. And, and our program was, to, was strong enough that you had to come to us, as as we go to you. man. so some, we never, sometime could play not the top teams in the country. But for Purdue to come and have a, a, an exhibition game, that that is incredible, and to have the the fans. To, Supported like it like it did, that's, that's
3: even more more incredible. Okay, Randy, I, I've asked all these questions. Your turn. And if we have some calls, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt those. And we do need to let our people know, Nolan loves talking to you. Give him a call, 501-661-1037, and he'll be happy to visit with you tonight and every Wednesday night.
1: Well, Coach, what, one of the questions I wanted to ask you specifically, we, we talk about uh, these older heads, these these veteran players that Coach Musk brought in by way of the transfer portal. How difficult when you've got that that much talent, is it difficult to blend all that together? And you're talking about if a guy played for you, you were going to play. Well that's not quite the philosophy on the other hand of Coach Musselman. He's he's an eight Seven, eight, nine rotation guy. I got to right. believe that's this is going to be a difficult challenge for Coach Musk this year to balance out the playing time. Well,
2: I don't know if he can balance out the playing time. You know, uh, you know when you're winning, when you're winning, a lot of things are good, even though the guys might groan, groan a little bit about mm-hmm. their playing time. But you're winning, so it's quiet. But if, if you get on a road where if you lose some ball games, and you're not, you know, like a kid that's sitting there that thinks he ought to be in the game in the first place, now you got some problems mm-hmm. because you're losing. And it's like you you lost or we won, but you lost.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it becomes <laughs> we you. It just mm-hmm. can change so quick on you. That's why I played so, so many. I mean, I don't know if it was so many, but, uh, the the time that I had back in the day when we had fifteen on scholarships, now that was that was that was a madhouse <laughs> to try to get to get them in. I I, I kind of went on the grounds when we had twelve or thirteen, and you know I knew I could somehow get them all in the game. But my style of play let me do that. Mm-hmm. You know because uh, we want to play so hard, we want to play I'll play anyone. We always talk about no one outworks us. And so in order to get a total workmanship from every one of your players that hit that floor, you don't care if they give you one minute or four minutes, but they got to be the hardest minutes you're going to give. And so it didn't matter whether you be a walk-on or you're the number one player. You, whatever amount of time you were on the floor, you were accountable for. And, and that's why I see it. In, uh, uh, like Depot Depot don't take no plays off. When you're a young man that don't take plays off, you need a rest. You need to get a breather because you're playing with everything you got all all the way through, whereas some some of the players don't play that hard. They play hard on the offensive end. It may not be as hard on the defensive end.
3: You mentioned earlier, too, about you know playing the games isn't the big deal. It's it's what do you do in practice in between those games. The one thing that gets lost in the shuffle, even if you're only playing seven or eight Guys, you really need a full complement for practice, don't you? Because you're practicing against each other.
2: Well, the good the good part about that, Rick, is the fact that you're practicing against each other. And if you if the if if your first team, which I, you know I, I never knew about who's the first team because I I mixed them so much. But most most teams have a first team and a second team. And, and he, he, the second team started getting pretty good because uh, mm. they playing the first team. Mm-hmm. But the first team ain't getting any better because they plan the second team. <laughs> 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 so I'm saying, Hey, I mean, this, this is, I don't know how about this is going to work. So I've always mixed mine. I, there was no, there was no first or second team in practice. You mixed up you, because I don't know who you're going to get caught with on the floor because some players, play real good with certain players on the floor with them and 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 if you take some of those players out that needs to glue the team together you got problems Mm. and and that's something that we don't see with the human eye but i i can see the fact that hey we took him out this young man is not going to play as well because he doesn't feel as comfortable like he would have someone between the, let's say, a Lee Mayberry, a Todd Day, a Oliver Miller, or, or, or somebody that can take up any slack and make you a better player. That That's that's the part that uh, I think is, and as far as I'm concerned with, with uh, players, making sure that they with the right players and, and hopefully they will perform a lot better. Mm-hmm
3: if you see somebody in practice that is playing better than you thought, sometimes they get a little more playing time. Can you recall in all your years of coaching someone that maybe when the season started you're thinking, man, you know, he, he may play a little bit but not much, and then you go through the practice sessions and all of a sudden it's like, well, hey, this guy can really help us. Can you recall a player like that?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. He's not with us anymore, but I I saw Lindsey Howell in, in the junior college game. Uh, it's not a game. I just went down to check on another kid to see if we can get in on him. He's about 6'11", and he's a big guy. But every, every, I'm sitting there, and every every, every time he sets the ball, he shot a 35-footer. <laughs> you know, And I wasn't looking for no 35-foot, <laughs> 6'11 jump shooter. <laughs> and I looked down on the uh, other end, and there's this little guy, Lindsey, about 6'4", and he's just killing him. I'm saying, this. I went over to the coach, I said, who's recruiting this kid? He said, I think he's North Texas. I said, oh, we, we better in North Texas now. So, so when I bring him up, you know, he, he was, he was kind of nervous. He, he, he felt like he's coming to a big-time program, and he, and he was. But as time went on, uh, through practices, God Almighty, I'm saying, man, we don't found the jewel. Uh, with, with nobody really uh, recruiting. Once in a while, you run across those kind of guys. Uh, I remember when Pat Bradley came to school you know, uh, to a workout, and uh, we choose up to play five-on-five. Five. I play a lot of five. I love to, to play pickup games. Uh, I get more out of pickup games than I do out of mm-hmm. drills. Because they plan, they're playing, and a lot of times they play hard, as hard the pickup game as they would in a regular game. They just get after it. And those that don't, you can you can tell they're not ready to play when it's time for us to really come out and play. Some. Uh, Pad was a jump shooter, and and he wasn't as fast or quick as a, a gifted athlete. But one thing Pat could do, and it was so, it was really easy for me to detect, is that he played, he played defense in angles. And so, if you, if you took a circle and you cut down the middle of that circle, it makes it a shorter distance to go. He <laughs> could do those kind of things. He, you know, a lot of guys can go the the full distance to guard someone, and, and Pat didn't have to go the full distance. And he had good hands. And, and when you got that kind of combination, the quickness and speed is not as important as knowing the game and being able to stick it in the hole.
3: Well, wow. now, did you see that when you were watching him as a high school player, or you picked that up when you when you were watching him in pickup games, or both?
2: Uh, I was well on on, um, on Patrick. I was watching him in his, in his high school uh, AAU game, you know, and. Uh, I kept seeing this guy doing the, uh, coming up with the ball, touching the ball, and I said, yeah, high high." I mean, it's just it's incredible. he he was where the ball was and, and some people are gifted, and some you, you, can you teach it not not really, but you can
6: improve their
2: awareness of where the ball is by putting them in the right spot. Well, well, well with Pat that Pat was gifted which meant that no matter what you did, he could end up in the right spot. Hmm. He's in the way. That's what most people would say about him because he certainly didn't have the speed to be in the way, but he was smart enough to get in the way, yes.
3: So the first time you talked with him, did you have a communication issue when you heard that Boston accent?
2: (laughs) Oh, man, that was so funny. I was going through the airport, and one of the guys uh, you know, one of our one of our fans said, "Hey, coach, how you doing?
6: Who you got there with you?"
2: I said, oh, by the way, this is Pat Bradley. And he said, "Pat, just too bad." He said, "What position do you play, Pat?" That's a God. <laughs> That's right. me. He's saying God. So, <laughs> <That's right>. God. <laughs> no,
0: hold that,
3: Hold that story. We got to take a break.
0: It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot
1: and Jacksonville. I think I discovered the reason why I played that uh, birthday a few minutes ago. It's right above where Nolan's... Uh, Intro is, so somehow that got uh, connected a few moments ago, but uh, we'll wait until December to play that for Coach Richardson. (laughs) Um, We have a couple of callers waiting. Let's talk to Ducky. Ducky, good afternoon or good evening. It's dark outside. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson.
4: What card's on there? Card is a debit.
1: Can you turn your radio off? That's okay. The old yeah. okay, Ducky, we'll come back to you later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson.
5: Yes, sir, uh, I do. Coach, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you you had coached so many great players at Arkansas and several All-Americans, uh, two players that I, I really enjoyed and I always thought were fantastic and and maybe didn't get the credit that I thought they deserved. Uh, First was Arlen Bowers' truck from Memphis. Uh, And then a player that I thought was a lot like him who came after him, Robert Shepard, thought they were both overshadowed by maybe their uh, more, more heralded teammates. But I thought they were both fantastic players at Arkansas. I wanted to see if you could maybe compare those two Uh, Coach, and and anything that stood out to you about uh, Bowers and and Shepard?
2: You know, listening to you talk, you convinced me that you really understand the the game. Those two guys that you mentioned was incredible, type of things they were able to do for their team. You know, Shep was was five – Look, I mean, I think they had him listed at six foot one or something, but I bet your Chef was no taller than five ten, eleven at the most. Yeah, but he could rebound. He could. He, yep. he could. He could score. He could touch balls. He, he 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 was a thief. I told him one day. I said, you know what? The <laughs> they, uh, the the crime rate went down when you left that town. <laughs> so you could steal everything. <laughs> but uh, well. Talking about yeah, that's... truck, oh man, trust trust was a, a great, a great running mate with Lee Mayberry. You know, yes, the, the two of them together out on the floor of defense. Those guards cost holy hell from those two guards. I mean, that's one thing that I think even with Eddie Steen is that our guards.
5: Arlen, and, and I wanted to ask you, Coach, if, if you had ever heard this or not, but I, Arlen Bowers once uh, told a story that I heard him say uh, kind of uh, off the record. But he claimed that, uh, you know, when he came from Memphis with with Penny Hardaway and, and that that era, he got Todd Day out of there. And, and according to Arlen Bowers, he said Hardaway wanted to come, but he – he was afraid for his life to leave memphis that he had received <laughs> threats uh that if he left to go to arkansas that uh things might not go 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 well for him I, and and he was serious when he said it now i don't know if it's true but i don't know um you know the, what what goes on in in memphis that uh that we don't know but uh did you ever hear that coach
1: thank you steven
2: I, I, I heard, uh, Stephen, I heard a lot of stories. We would have, at that point, went into Memphis and got the three best players year after year, starting with Ron Urey and Todd Day. And, and and we were at
6: his house
2: that morning to sign him, and he didn't show up. And he, would, we would, he, was, he told us to come there and we signed at 8 that morning when it was signing time. So we were there. But there was no Penny Hardaway, so we we sat around about two two hours waiting for him to show. He never showed, and so next thing we know, uh, he's going to go to Venice. But he was—I thought for sure of all the, the two that we had signed—that that he was really really wanting to be a Razorback.
1: Interesting story. Wow! You know,
3: hey, by uh, the way, Randy, before in you to interject. Shepard, you talked about what a thief he was. i I'll well remember, and I think this is still the school record, the game at Arizona. Corliss had just gotten hurt and didn't play. Arizona had won 88 straight non-conference games at home. Arkansas wins. She- Thurman did some scoring. Shepard had nine steals in that game. Nine yep.
2: steals. Yep. I think probably that's uh, I don't know if anyone has had nine any uh, steals anymore.
3: No. No, I think that's I think that's still the school record, I believe. Okay, Randy, I'm sorry. Well no, I was,
1: I was uh I was just wondering if there was any basketballs left to play the game with if he stole nine basketballs. <laughs> um coach, do you think Tank could have made I always thought he'd make a great running back? Which uh talking
2: about Oh, you're talking about truck?
3: Truck,
1: truck. 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 I said tank. My bad.
2: Uh, You're right. He he looked like a tank. One of them small little (laughs) tanks. That's
1: what I thought. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I I think he was built for for a running back because he was quick, you know, and and, and tough. He was a tough kid. Tough. uh, The thing about the Memphis guys, we did a lot of recruiting over there. They never stop playing basketball. They play year round. And so if you, if you came out of a town or a community that your freshman team played 12 or 13 games a year, well, in Memphis, the freshmen played 100 games a year. That's how many – That's how, you know, you start adding up the games and times they played, they are way ahead of – at that point, they were way ahead of guys at the same age going to schools that didn't allow their teams to play or – Played football. The kids in Memphis, it was basketball, basketball, basketball.
4: Hmm.
2: So it didn't surprise me that when you got them out of there, that that they were a little bit more ready to play on the next level. All right,
1: let's try Ducky again. Ducky, are you with us this time? You got a question or comment for the coach?
2: I've
7: got a couple of questions for you. Is this Coach Richardson? Yes, it is. I'm going to start with him first because this is my first interview question because I've heard how so many people are nervous. Nolan, you know who I am. You just don't know my voice. Rick Stapfer may know my voice. When you got Al Dillard, number three, were you at that gym? And here, this is a two-part question. Did somebody give you his name before or were you just at that gym watching some pickup games? It's a question I've always wanted to ask you.
2: See the last part I missed he, out on he, that. Al Dillard.
4: He asked,
3: he asked on Al Dillard, "Did somebody tip you to him, or were you just oh. watching him, oh. watching his team play and, and noticed him?"
2: No, sir. I think what happened there was with Al. Uh, you know, he's an Alabama boy, and that's, that's exactly that's that's the that's the my coach Anderson area, and they had called him and told him about this young man that. Hadn't gone to, it didn't, you know, he was planning junior college, didn't play high school, didn't make the team. And I, and I use him as an example. He didn't make the high school team.
4: Mm.
2: And so, so he just decided to just go shoot every day in the gym. That's, that's <laughs> good. That's
7: what I want to know.
2: Yeah, yeah shoot, shoot, shoot,
7: shoot, shoot. And he never did stop. Now, he, now, there's something he, for yeah, Rick Schaefer. Yeah. Coach, I hate to cut you off like that. I'm, I'm, Lessons definitely right. because I got to learn to do that. And I'm sorry I cut you off. I apologize. I apologize in person. I haven't had an autographed book from you that my dad got me. A roommate tore it out. I'll need a new one. I will purchase it and I will bring it to you personally. Okay. Rick Schaefer, I asked you a question about 15 years ago. How many national championships does Arkansas have, and where do they rank overall? in the United States with Division One major five conferences. Not the lower conference, major five since we're in that. Now we've got sixteen in our conference, I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But you told me fifteen years ago that Jim McDonald ranked fourth by himself with yeah, forty four and that may be yeah. the wrong number.
3: Yeah, probably was, yeah. Yeah. And he's still and, and Nolan loved John McDonald too, and he'll he can tell some stories about him. He won 42 national championships. They stripped two, but that yeah, I would think you can do two. that. Yeah, but but nonetheless, yeah, it, it, it's 40 now, is what they say. But no human being, if Jesus waits a thousand years to come back, no human being is ever going to win for 40 national championships again. That that is off the charts. You just can't even comprehend how somebody could. There'll
7: do be that. nobody like him ever again, no. unless there is a. UCLA's coach. that did twelve national championships. He may have done more than that. I know he did ten in a row. So I don't know Tim how many would. he got. No,
1: he won ten overall. He won. He won eight in a row.
7: He won eight in a row. Okay.
1: Yeah. Ducky. Now, Ducky. We got to go. Thank you, Ducky. All right. We got to step aside for a moment. We'll come back and wrap it up with Coach Nolan Richardson. Don't forget. Tonight it is coming up next. Sam Pittman live from the Catfish Hole. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Slim Chickens, making Coach Nolan Richardson available to us again this year on Drive Time Sports. Stay tuned.
0: It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson, brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's, serving Central Arkansas and now
1: open in Cabot and Jacksonville. And, Coach, this question comes by way of our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. Let's see. This is from Mike in Bryant. I miss the really getting to know the players when they were here for at least three and mostly four years. What does, Coach, think about the way things are now where maybe one or two years is all you might have with an individual player to where really building a relationship is not part of what is today. I am old school, and I miss seeing the development of relationships.
2: Well, you know, I understand, but I'm I'm sorry to say this, but that you're going to be lucky sometimes to have one year. So <laughs> yeah. Some of might quit and have in the middle of the of the year and go transfer and go play somewhere else, and the next night they plan against you. One one night they plan for you, and the next night yeah. against you. There is yeah. no, there is no growing. Uh, there is no uh, getting someone ready his freshman year and then his sophomore year, and the, the fans and the people that that know him grow up with it, and they see the improvement and what he's done. Those days are over. Those days are they're gone. So what you see is what you get immediately, and then it's over.
1: Transfer portal. Coach has changed everything, not only just the one and duns, but just the fact that uh, you're seeing now complete roster makeovers from one year to the next. So, yeah, and you are spending more time, it seems like. Uh, Coach Pittman talked about this. They're spending as much time re-recruiting the players they already have on their roster as sometimes as they are uh, trying to get new players added to the roster.
2: Think of this, Randy, uh, and Rick, think about this. Why why would a coach want to go to a high school now to look for a player when you can go stand on a guy's campus and pick out the best player that's 22 years old and bring him with you?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. recruiting has changed. It's going to have to change because – now and you can get you five guys that are pretty good and, and learn how to play together. You got a chance to win a championship hmm. because everybody else has got new teams too. Uh, true. It, it's it's a, it's a new ball game. It's a
1: crazy crazy world out there. All right, Justin. Good afternoon. You have a question to comment for Coach Richardson.
7: I've got a comment for Coach Richardson, <clears throat> Coach. um, I want to apologize for the state of Arkansas, the way that you were treated. Um, You know, I'm a redneck here, blah, blah, blah. But I've always loved you, and I'm sorry for the way you were treated. And I wish you were still our coach. Um, I've got so much respect for you. And when it comes to the defense, back then when we could play it right, in my opinion, uh, you were a master, not a coach.
2: I, I uh, man, you got me all choked up there. Nobody. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, I can say, honestly, say that pretty much my entire time at the University of Arkansas was a pleasure, and and to be in the city and the community that I live in has always been very special to me. And I appreciate your apology, and I know that. Sometimes things are, are said that are not meant, but they're said. And then when a man can say he was wrong, thank you very much.
3: But I'll bet, Coach, at this stage of your life, I'm guessing you're okay with not being the coach still. Say it again. I said, I'm guessing at this he – he wished you were still the coach. I'm guessing at this stage of your life, you're probably okay with not coaching. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I don't think I can handle the, the young bucks today. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit – a little tough than, than, than I probably need to have been. But I, I, I'm old school from the, day one. I'm old school. Uh, to this day, I, I see youngsters there doing things that I just say, oh, wow. You better learn how to go play as opposed to trying to figure out what drill you're going to run next
4: well, yeah okay, with so. nil
1: it'd be enough to drive me crazy
4: yeah that's right <laughs>
1: exactly
2: so, yeah so one so when i was well, called, you were... lot, sometimes you know you have they have so much to be that they're playing for you know most of it is the next level nba and so there's where that's where that's where the biggest deal is they don't come to school to be a student. They might get there once they leave the school and come back, then they become student-athletes.
3: We talked last week when we were talking about when you were coming back on, Bobby Knight had just passed away. What are your recollections of Bobby Knight?
2: I knew Bobby pretty pretty much. Uh, I never played him. Uh, you know, I never, we, we were in a college together, and, and we were at the NCAA tournament, and there we were going to meet each other if we win, win our, our opening round game. They did. We lost ours, so we missed out on plan. And then the next time, we, we Kansas got, got to us before we could get to play Bob Knight and his, his guys. I always, I always thought of, of Bobby, Coach Young, he and I, same age, growing up, is that I, I thought he, he he dominated officiating, he dominated coaching, and he dominated his players. And you put those three together, if you can dominate, then you can win. And that's what he did in those days. I don't think he could last today, Market. Yeah. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so either. <laughs> Not today. So, so he, he his time. At the right time for what
1: he did. All right, gentlemen, we've got another question for the coach. This is the Reverend Outlaw. Reverend, you have a question for Coach Richardson.
6: Well, I, I got a comment. I just want to say thank you, Randy, and uh, and Rick, and uh, I. And, you know, I really, I really enjoy you all show. I listen to y'all all the time. I hardly ever call in, but I do. I do listen all the time, and I, I think both of y'all do a great jobs, and I think, you know, y'all make a great team. But now, um, Coach Richardson, I just want to take this opportunity to, to tell you. I think you're way, you, you're much greater than a coach because of the things I've listened to your comments down through the years, and I've, I've I've followed you from the time that you first accepted the job. And I'm a I'm I'm probably one of your biggest biggest fans because I I, just, I truly believe that you provide insight on life. I've lost a a child, my only son. I've lost that child, so I know the pain and the heartache. That comes with that, and there's more important things in life. People sometimes they lose sight of what's really what's really important. I think that you do a great job of always reminding us and bringing us back to what what life is really all about. And I think that you know, even though you've been a great one of the Hall of Fame great coaches of all time, I I just love to hear you how you you know how you make comments on your perspective on life. And I thank you for that.
1: Thank you, Reverend Outlaw.
6: Thank
2: you, Reverend Outlaw. That's that's a pretty good one, Reverend Outlaw. I'll <laughs> oh, never <don't> forget that. <laughs> and I, and I appreciate the comment. I really do.
1: Not much of a contradiction there, is there, Reverend Outlaw? All right, Rick. If you got a moment, real quick, before we run out of time, talk about the foundation.
3: Yeah, Yvonne Richardson Foundation, that is how you can help people that are in need. Coach Richardson is still actively involved in that. It's been set up a long time ago, and giving is easier than ever because all you have to do is go to gift to Yvonne, gift to Yvonne.com, and you can use your credit card, debit card. I know there are other ways that you can PayPal, whatever you use to pay. You can do it right there, make a contribution. It's tax deductible. And you'll be helping someone that uh, certainly can use the help. Uh, Coach Richardson screens those people very carefully, makes sure it's going to the right places, and never benefits at all himself. Everything he does is doing for to help others.
1: And, folks, there are two big occasions coming up that you can certainly help out with. That is Thanksgiving and Christmas.
3: That's right.
1: And there exactly. is tremendous needs. Coach. Love having you back on. It's it just great. feels it just feels right. So glad to have you back on, my friend.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. We look forward to the next week.
1: All right, God bless. That is Coach Nolan Richardson for Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Have a great rest of the night.